0: This is the I Am a Mainframer podcast, brought to you by the Linux Foundation's Open Mainframe Project. Episodes explore the careers of mainframe professionals and offer insights into the industry and technology. Now, your host, Senior Analyst and Vice President of Sales and Business Development at Futurum Research, Stephen Dickens. Hello Welcome to the I'm a Mainframe, a podcast brought to you by the Open Mainframe Project. My name is Stephen Dickens. I'm your host, and I'm really looking forward to today's episode, which is to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm joined by a genuinely dear friend of mine, Luciana Gimino from IBM. Hey, Luci, welcome to the show. Hi,
1: Stephen. How are you?
0: This has been the highlight of my week, all week. We've been having some fun uh, back and forth genuinely looking forward to the next sort of half an hour to connect with you. I think a fantastic story. I when the team asked me of who we could get on for Hispanic Heritage Month, you and your story as a mainframer based in Argentina just came instantly to mind. So I'd love to showcase you in the next half an hour. So let's just get started. What do you do for IBM and maybe give the viewers and listeners an introduction?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, my name is Luciano Jimeno. Uh, I work as a Linux One sales leader for the Americas region. So, all the region from Canada to Argentina. And what was the other question? Sorry, Stephen. Just introduce yourself. Oh, Tell us okay. a little bit about okay. you. Yeah. So, I've been doing this job for 12 years now. But actually, I've been in the mainframe space for around 19 or maybe 18. Uh, years so i started as a zos system programmer and actually i'm proud of that uh ibm trained me on 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 that job so they trained me as a system programmer i work with with people that actually i admired and i respect a lot so they they helped me a lot with with a lot of things i work with people with maybe 20 years of experience and i did that job for seven years i worked as a ZOS system programmer for seven years. It was not always the same because uh, sometimes I worked as a ZOS storage administrator, other times as a ZOS administrator, other times as KIX and DB2. And then I joined uh, the sales team in 2011, right? And at the very beginning, I worked as a client technical specialist. So that's the technical part of, of of the sales cycle. And I think that's actually very important Uh, Because we sell technology, right? We are a technology company. So, And I did that job for six years, almost six years. And I worked with customers from all the South American region, Spanish South American region, uh, which includes Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, all those countries. So it was really fun uh, to be in that role. But then we... Launched the Linux one brand and I became like the brand manager for the South American region, in Latin America. And I did that job for three years and back in 2020, I joined the, the Americas team. So basically doing the same thing that I was doing on Latin America, but in the U S and Canada too. So let's go back. You're coming out of college. This is first job. For IBM? A second. Second, yeah. Second job. Second. So, but I, I was like six months in another job before. So
0: let's talk about, you said IBM trained you to get onto the mainframe. Let's maybe start there. You Maybe you've got some technical background. You're coming to the platform for the first time. What was, what was that like? Because we've got a lot of people who are maybe coming to the mainframe, coming to this podcast, trying to understand what it's all about. We're going to talk about, because I think you've done all of the jobs. So I want to try and understand a little bit about what that experience was like coming new to the platform sort of 20 years ago.
1: It was very interesting, actually, because I was studying in the university. I was studying IT uh, engineering in the university. And IBM was looking for IT people with good English skills. I don't know why I, I got Bad job because you, your English is fantastic, my friend. <laughs> you always you.
0: say this very humbly, but we've i have been on so many calls with you when we were at IBM, and your English is fantastic.
1: So I have good and bad days, that just that, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. And they then they start training me uh, on ZOS, and the first look was like, What is this? I knew nothing about that, and uh, they trained me from zero with all the concepts and theory that you can ever imagine, but then I start working with highly skilled people, right? People that work with mainframes for a long period of time. So I work with them. I partner with them. They teach me a lot, a lot. They help me a lot. And actually today is the same, uh, Mm -hmm. but on the same side, right? Uh, Back then it was more about technical skills. Right now it's more about selling skills, competencies and things like that. And you keep progressing and I keep finding people that I admire and I work with, and and this is, this is true. This is, this is, I mean, you know, our, our executives, right? They are all brilliant. And you, every time you join calls with them or you work with them, you learn new things from them. Mm -hmm. So that, that could, that could be one good advice for, for, for all the young people, right? Now that I say that I don't feel young anymore, but okay. Uh, I mean, you, you need to partner with people that that is, is better than you, basically, and you will learn from them.
0: Well, I think that that's a, we I, I've been doing this show for four years now, and it comes through a, as a consistent point. As I talk to people, the mainframe community helps people with skills with it's a really interesting sub community within the IT space. Because people are mainframers. This show is called I'm a Mainframer. People associate with this platform and are prepared to help people, whether that's across companies, across vendors. It's genuinely a community.
1: Because we know each other and, and, and we behave like, like family, basically. And if we don't know each other, we know another guy that, that that work with. So it's it's like yeah, family. We help each other, we work together and that's how it works
0: yeah so you mentioned you did a transition from that technical role you were doing zos system programming and storage then you went into the technical role but in in the sales function talk to me about that transition from being super technical technical hands-on to working with clients
1: it was a challenge honestly at the very beginning it was a challenge because i was a deep technical guy i was like Don't bother me. I'm doing my job. I'm doing the best I can. This is what I do. I I mean, I was not like candid at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know how to, how to talk with people. Those, those, let's say marketing skills that you need to have like you, I mean, you connect with people easily, right? Steven? I mean, you know, a lot of people, you work with them, you talk with them, but you are a technical guy at the very beginning. It's not easy because you are shy. I mean, you don't like to be questioned. You don't like to start doing those things that you need to do on the steady side. So it was a challenge, uh, but but I'm happy that I did the change. To be mm-hmm. honest, I'm happy. So,
0: so how did you go about sort of making that change? You're a technical guy. You're in your screen. You're doing what you need to do. Now you've moved into a sort of people side of the business still obviously technical still got to know your stuff but it's more people it's more working with clients how did you make that transition
1: i don't know i think i think my 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 wife helped me on that because you know she's very nice with people and i learned from her i think and uh uh that that's how I started. I mean, just, just by looking how other people do their job and, and and try to copy them until I was good enough for, for doing what needed to be done.
0: So let's wind forward a little bit more. This is where we, this is the part of your career when we started to get to know each other. Talk to us about Linux on the platform. We have a lot of people on the show who talk about Linux on the platform. It's really fascinating, and I, I've had hundreds of conversations with you about Linux adoption in, in South America originally. You've also now got a perspective from the whole of the Americas. Where do you see Linux on the platform?
1: What do you mean by that? What do I see it?
0: Yeah, I mean, adoption. I mean, I know some of the huge projects you've been involved in over the last sort of eight years I, mean, I know obviously you can't mention customer names and i'm not putting you in that position but where t- maybe take the macro view where do you see linux on this platform we had an inflection point that i was involved in in 2015 with launching as linux one but where do you see it? i mean you've just got a fantastic perspective on this stuff
1: yeah i it's a growing platform for mm-hmm. sure i mean linux and Z and linux one have been growing a lot during these years, uh, we have use cases for a lot of things. It's not just about the consolidation story. It's also about modernizing environments, new, f- new features that helps, uh, helps bring in new workloads such as AI, as you know, the new box has the AI chip, uh, workloads that require better security, uh, workloads that take advantage of our on- on-chip compression and on-chip encryption features. So. Uh, I see this platform for a variety of things, and I see that we have been growing a lot, a lot, honestly, a lot. Uh, A couple of years ago, I remember that some of our huge customers were not using Linux on Z or Linux One. And now maybe they have three, four, five Linux One boxes specifically dedicated to one or two things, right? Because they see the value there. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's room for improvement. I still think that we need to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And uh, on, on both sides, on the, on the IBM Z install base, but also on, on getting new customers. And th- the good thing about this is that we have a size for, for all the customers. We have big boxes and we have small boxes targeted to maybe new customers or startup companies or things like that. And depending on the workloads that the customer would like to run there, uh, they will see the benefits of our platform there.
0: It's interesting you mentioned the new customers. So many people think that mainframe is only the people who had mainframes in the 60s and who was stuck on a platform and it's not growing. It's not growing in its capacity and people are thinking of getting off. I know you and I take a different perspective on that. Where do you see the new clients? I know you can't share names, but. I know you've got a real sort of hard line into some of those new client engagements. You know, I know we were involved in one um, down in Jamaica, which was a, is a public reference, so maybe we can talk about that one. But it'd be fantastic to get a perspective of the new clients that are coming to the platform because of Linux One.
1: Yeah, in my point of view, is it's not about the industry where these customers are, right? Mm-hmm. It's about the workload that they would like to run and the value proposition that we have in our platform for, for that workload. So in some cases could be, the value proposition could be security. And we have, and okay. you know this, we, you, you help us creating a lot of these offerings, but we have specific offerings uh, for, for security. Then we have other offerings uh, about consolidation and sustainability. Uh, then we have offerings about modernization and Kubernetes environments. So we have offerings for a lot of things, depending on the customer workloads, needs also, needs and pains, right? And that's what we need to understand from each customer because it's not a general purpose server. I mean, Mm -hmm. we we need to understand the final workload that the customer would like to run there and then show them the value prop there. It's
0: interesting. You mentioned Kubernetes. I think the traditional kind of legacy view of the mainframe is, ZOS, proprietary, I mean, we're recording this for the Open Mainframe project, so, which is a project hosted by the Linux Foundation, so people should think it's open, but maybe just, you. I know from some of the work that you and I talk about, you've got a fantastic perspective on Kubernetes on the platform, and, you know, we've also got probably some technical depth that a lot of people haven't got, so where are you seeing that on the platform of late?
1: So, I mean, when we talk about Kubernetes, or OpenShift, or those kinds of workloads, it's not a Linux one only thing. It could be on IFLs too. It's both things. And I uh, love the traditional workloads, the ones you mentioned, like Kix, DB2, uh, all, all, all the ZOS traditional things. Wh- what I think is not everything needs to be changed. Some things will need to be modernized because we want to add new functionalities. Mm-hmm. And there is where OpenShift, place, right? And if you put all the things together in the same box, of course, you will have a lot of benefits like co-location benefits, less latency, less amount of servers needed. Mm -hmm. And with that, you'll get all your sustainability benefits. And uh, sustainability is like a big umbrella for us. Uh, But it's it's about consolidation, right? And the consolidation brings the sustainability messages. And actually, Mm -hmm. I think that the mainframe and the Linux one platform It's a tool for achieving the ESG metrics that our customer have. It's it's not just like something that will tell you how good or bad you are on the sustainability side. It will help you achieving those metrics.
0: And I mean, that's come through in the latest Z16 and the Linux one, uh, Emperor 4, the the, uh, sustainability message. Is that resonating with clients? Are you seeing people? start their journey with you because they're looking for a sustainability sort of server that's, that's, they're starting their journey there.
1: It is. It is. Cause now we have companies that, that wants to achieve those, those metrics. Right. And again, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just a tool that will tell you if you're good or bad, it will reduce your energy consumption. It will reduce your space. It will reduce your, your, your tooling needs. And that saves money too. Because in some cases, I mean, it's not just
0: just good for your ESG. It's good for your saving money as well, which makes it easier from a sales point of view, I would imagine to have those conversations. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Instead of buying or building new data centers, you can consolidate things on a little phone box. And yes, of course, that helps too. Yeah
0: anything that makes your life easier as a salesman to sell these things hey Luci?
1: correct yeah
0: okay so i mean we've talked about linux there maybe let's spend a bit more time on you let's talk because i fascinating and i don't feel we've broken that yet maybe talk with this session's hispanic heritage month we're trying to showcase I think one of the best leaders in IBM personally around some of the work you're doing. What are you seeing in Latin America with the skills on the platform? What are you seeing? maybe let's focus in on, on that for a moment. What are you seeing in in you know, I know you're based in Argentina. What are you seeing across South America more generally?
1: So we have very capable people right in in Latin America. Uh, people that are focused in in doing the things the right way, right? Mm -hmm. With good technical skills. So when we talk about mainframe, of course we have plans and we have activities for increasing the mainframe skills that we have in our market. But when we talk about Linux, I mean, the same skills that we use on the x86 side of the business can be used on Linux and Z or Linux one. So I don't see a huge, I don't see a huge skill gap on that side. Mm-hmm. to be honest. And if we do have a gap like, I don't know, ZBM for example, we can cover that gap. We have the, the best people that can help us address those those skills.
0: So you've seen the Latin American region, you've been with it, the mainframe down there now for, what is it, 19 years. You've seen the, the growth and still seeing it expand?
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. We have been growing a lot, the customers that are adopting our technology and, and in some cases very traditional customers huge huge mainframe customers that are adopting the linux technology now
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and why are they doing that because of some use cases uh, that we have that are really good for them right I mean, I mean of course i cannot talk about all the details right but 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 as i told you in some cases customers that were using just zos with all the core applications that were running very well and they keep growing. But then they saw all the benefits that they have on Linux and Z or Linux One and they decided to adopt that there. Yeah. There they is, isn't there? So maybe let's go
0: spend a little f- few moments here. You've been on the platform 19 years now. What advice would you go back and give to your younger self? You get a chance to speak to, you've got a time machine, you get back. To speak to Lucci, age 21, 22, you've now got the benefit of hindsight. What advice
1: would you give to yourself? Let me think. I need to think about that. Uh, m- meet you early, maybe? <laughs> you wouldn't have wanted to bump into me 20 years ago, Lucci.
0: <laughs> You're too kind, as always. But
1: No, I mean, uh, I, I... I really believe. I really believe that there's a lot of value on the technical side mm-hmm. of of the job. Because again, we are all technology company. A, we are all part of a technology company, right? So uh, my advice. I'm not sure if to me, because I, I think I did it. I mean, I, I stayed close to the technical side and I went really deep on that, right? But the, the advice could be to try to learn the most you can about. Uh, about technology, but also be flexible Mm -hmm. because, I mean, you can learn new things. And I, and the other thing that I really believe is that one of the key, let's say skills that a person could have is the learning capability when you can keep learning and you can keep doing new things, like you, Steven, I mean, you, you're doing a completely different job now than, than, than the job that you you were doing uh, previously. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you're one of the top top ten analysts in the US now. It's not
0: the US, but I don't want to brag. But yeah, it's okay. a it's a, so it's a crazy
1: list. That's that that's a learning capability, right? Mm-hmm. And I think
0: it, I mean it's interesting, and thank you for the comments there. But it is interesting that the one I, I've been doing this for four years now, this podcast, and one of the things that consistently comes through is flexibility willingness to learn i i continually ask this question in every episode and probably 90 percent of people say the same thing i haven't done this the work to analyze it but most people's answers is the same flexibility willingness to learn it 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 comes across very much in these calls
1: so why are you saying that i'm not original i'm saying the same thing that the other people said (laughs) No, I don't know how to answer
0: that now. You've stumped me. You've stumped me. No, I mean, I, I, I'm agreeing with your point. I'm agreeing with your point. And the, the ability, the, it's intellectual curiosity and
1: the willingness yeah. to learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, you can get stuck with, with one skill. Or, or, or with one thing, you, you need to progress, right? And and one thing that is interesting, because I'm saying that better, but I also said that I'm on the mainframe space for the last 19 years, mm-hmm. but it was not always the same. I mean, different job roles, different skills, different workloads. So this I mean, a couple of years ago, and you remember this very well, uh, we talk about pervasive encryption, for example, security thing, and I, I'm not an expert at that at all. So I had to learn a lot about security. Just because of that, AI. That's another thing that I had to learn a lot, and we all learn and we all keep learning about new things because our platform is also flexible. I mean, I I think I said this to you: the mainframe from the sixties is not the same that the mainframe that we have now. It's like I mean, the new the the Porsche 911 was built in the same year than the mainframe, 1964, right? And if you compare that Porsche 911 with the new Porsche, it's completely different,
0: right? It's just different. It's electric. It's got different it, automatic yeah. gearbox. It's got you know so many technology, you know, CarPlay, whatever electronics. It's nothing like a 911 from 1964. And the mainframe's not the same either.
1: Not the same at all. Not the same at all. Now it's we a have a analogy.
0: Yeah. So. That, as always, you're a great guest. That leads me on to, we've just looked back in that sentence. One of the questions I always ask, and I'm really fascinated with your answer, is where do you see the mainframe five years from there?
1: I think adding, and I'm thinking, right? I'm, I'm thinking about the answer, but I think uh, we will have new things. Uh, we will keep adding new capabilities, new features mm-hmm. that that will help the customer businesses, right? Uh, so I see, I see I see it alive and kicking, uh, but I I don't know what kind of new features we will have or 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 what are we going to live with.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you, where do you see it fitting maybe within the sort of hybrid cloud trend that we've got? Where do you see that sort of p- panning out? I mean, I. It's interesting, I talk to all of the vendors, I speak to, I'm probably doing 10 briefings a week, minimum. It's really interesting how hybrid is one. Hybrid is the answer. It's no longer public cloud first, it's hybrid. I was even on with one of the x86 vendors this week talking about repatriation of workloads from the public cloud back to on-premise. So I think the world has changed. Do you see that same vision?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I, I like to be open minded on that. I, I mean it's a customer decision based on their needs, right? Mm-hmm. For some customers, one option is good, for other customers, other option is better. For others, it's a mix of both things. So the, and again, it's 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 a work of discussion yeah. based on the customer needs. That that that's what I think. Yeah, I so, tend to
0: agree. I tend to agree. Well, Lucci, this has been fantastic. We 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 talk on a regular basis, but it's always great to have you on one of these shows. Thank you so much for joining us, and it's been it's a personal pleasure to highlight you as one of the best leaders in in IBM, in my opinion, from uh, your perspective there in Argentina for Hispanic Heritage Month.
1: Thank you very much. It was a short podcast. Come on.
0: I know. I could talk to you for hours, my friend, but we've got to wrap it up. You've been listening to the I'm a Mainframer podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dickens. Please click and subscribe and do all those things on YouTube and the various platforms. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to I am a Mainframer. Liked what you heard? Subscribe to get every episode or watch us online at openmainframeproject.org. Until next time, this is the I Am A Mainframer podcast. Insights for today's mainframe professionals.